All right, and welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And here we are in another week of 2020, and the 2020 weirdness continues. Uh, no Michigan football this past weekend. Actually, no Michigan football coming up this weekend either. But this past weekend, the Lions won without their head coach. Well, <laughs> interim head coach so should prove for an interesting episode but uh but anything new and exciting going on brandon before we get started um not a whole lot just it's kind of interesting to see how you know not just michigan seasons like unfolding but pretty much all of college football very very weird season yeah very weird Actually, I'm a little bit glad that you mentioned that because that uh, will move right into something I want to mention before we start talking about the Lions or Michigan. And that is just kind of like a general thing I realized or something that I just wanted to bring up and mention. And that is like everybody talks about how much 2020 sucks. And I agree it does. But to be completely blunt and honest, like, this season of the podcast, and this is not due to anyone um, and not really one specific thing, but this season of the podcast has been rough and not, in my opinion, our best quality. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I did... not really. I mean, the product on the field kind of hinders our, the quality of the show. Well, I mean, I it's really like sapped my energy and my drive. Yeah, to even, I don't like watch football this year, let alone do a podcast on it. Yeah, and I don't think that it because I mean we've seen crappy football. I mean we saw 2017 Michigan. We've seen Lions, uh, you know, for however long we've been covering them. My whole and, life. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we've seen crappy. Uh, production on the field and everything. I think it's just a combination of everything. And and I was thinking about it too, just because I've been so busy because this is a busy time of year for me at my job. And I don't even know if I mentioned it, honestly. But, um, you know, on top of all this too, you know, 2020 has sucked. It's affected football season for professional and college, especially college. Uh, Michigan football has completely sucked this year. Detroit has sucked uh, just like normal, but then also I went through a job change. So there are new ebbs and flows with that. And I was kind of realizing before we started tonight that I have just, um, also personally not been able to invest as much as I wanted to into it. But at the same time, I felt like it wasn't necessary this year. So maybe it kind of all happened all happening at one time was kind of maybe a good thing where it's like, well, this year sucks in general. The podcast is not, as I was kind of saying, it's best quality. And some of that is impacted by most of that's impacted by kind of like how exciting the season is anyways. But I just feel like it all has kind of piled on. And so maybe it'll all get lumped here into 2020 and 2021 will be, you know, a little bit smoother in general. So that's, that's my hopes anyways, because yeah, work, work got crazy. I got other projects. I do that are crazy. I do freelance work and that's gotten crazy. So just a lot of crazy right now. And I was just like, man, doing two podcasts right now is a little bit crazy, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're almost through the sports. So yeah, and I guess, you know, we can get into the discussion. I don't know if you want to start it now or maybe a little bit later, but if there is even going to be any more Michigan games this season. Yeah, but... we will We will get to that. <laughs> Do you, you want to discuss Lions first, I guess? Yeah, that's kind Since of... they actually the... played a game. Yeah, that's kind of what our format's been, and, you know, there's a little bit of good to talk about, so why not? Let's go with that. Brandon, you and your... Uh, playoff contending Lions? <laughs> oh man playoff contending uh, I have to mention that you know I 
I play Madden Mobile on um, the phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like part of this group in Facebook where like guys will discuss like tips and things like that. Uh, this one guy, like for some reason, posted like a playoff bracket that he made that he thinks how the playoffs are going to work out. And he had the Lions making the playoffs. <laughs> and you just and I was just like, dude, you just like lost all the credibility with me. <laughs> I mean, granted, there's more open spots this year than normal, but yeah, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, no, unless like they go undefeated for the rest of the year. But yeah, no, that would. Oh, man, I just don't see that happening. No, I, um, I nobody sees that happening. <laughs> so, yeah, Lions played the Bears. Uh, they beat them 34 to 30. And it was a come from behind, uh, you know, classic Matthew Stafford win. Man, that first half was pretty rough. I can say that. Yeah. But, the Lions are always so good at making Mitchell Trubisky look decent. That guy is horrible. He's he's not a good quarterback. He is wildly inaccurate. Like there's so many times that he just like overthrows guys. It's ridiculous, especially when he's like throwing to his left side. Mm-hmm. He really struggles throwing to the left side. And I really don't know how this guy got picked number one overall. I don't like ahead of. Um, Deshaun Watson and um, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> why did they think that this guy was the best quarterback prospect in that draft? And they and the Bears traded up to get him, and they gave away a lot to get him. Yep, I really yeah, but, don't understand it. But it paid off for the most part when they played the Lions until the yeah. Season. That's pretty much it. Well, he went, Trubisky went 26 for 34 for 267 and a touchdown. So it wasn't like anything too crazy. Um, good completion percentage for a guy who overthrows people all the time. Um, Stafford, he went 27 for 42 for 402, three touchdowns and a horrendous interception. Um, I, I said, like, I got this group text going on with Craig and our friend Jason. Mm hmm. And we usually just, you know, we talk about Michigan, we talk about the Lions and, and random stuff. But after Stafford threw that interception, I was like, I think Stafford might have the NFL record for most interceptions thrown to a defensive lineman this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because TJ Watt had the, the pick six on, on Thanksgiving. JJ Watt? Yeah, JJ Watt. Okay. Um, and then. There was one like a few weeks before that, too, that he threw to a defensive lineman. And I can't remember seeing that happen more than at least once in an entire season. Stafford's done it three times this year. Mm. Um, let's see. The rest of the team, uh, Adrian Peterson had 12 carries for 57 yards, and he had two touchdowns. Uh, Marvin Jones led all receivers, you know, with Galladay being out again. Uh, he had eight receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, he had seven receptions for 84 yards. Uh, Quintez Cephas had two receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown he had was awesome. That was a great pass. Yeah. Uh, dude, something that is worrying me with the Lions. Everything? Are they just not going to resign Kenny Galladay? This is like his, his contract year. They haven't resigned him. He hasn't played in like forever. And like I'm starting to wonder if they just don't make him a priority. I thought that was just a Bob Quinn thing. But, you know, I guess with no GM, they're kind of in a tough spot. Yeah, well, honestly, it's the Lions, so they know really how to screw over players. So I'm going to guess that he's they're not going to resign him. I... Uh, uh, I would just be very disappointed if that happened because even the, the announcers uh, this Sunday mentioned how different the offense is without him in it and how they've like struggled without him playing. Uh, I mean, one of the, the commentators is Chris Spielman, you know, former Lions, so he's going to pay more attention to the Lions than a normal commentator would, but mm-hmm. um. And actually, I saw an interesting thing from uh, former Lions wide receiver Herman Moore that he he said if he was 
to pick a next GM for the Lions and a guy that he think would thinks would be great at it, he said Chris Spielman. Hmm. So that's would be kind of interesting. <laughs> but you know, I guess back to the game. I got kind of on, on a tangent there. Yeah, um, that's okay. So for the Bears, yeah, I already mentioned Trubisky. Uh, David Montgomery, he had 17 carries for 72 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he also had 39 yards receiving. And um, pretty much the Bears' only receiver, uh, Robinson, he had six receptions for 75 yards. And Cole Kmet, he had the one passing touchdown from Trubisky tight end. Um, I guess on the defensive side of the ball, Bears really didn't do all that much. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's happened to Khalil Mack lately, but he hasn't really done all that much since he's been on Chicago. Like, that dude yeah. was like a one-man wrecking crew for the Raiders. Yeah, but, that's actually a good point. I told, I kind of forgot that happened. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for the Lions, Everson Griffin and Romeo Aquara had both had a sack. So they actually got a little bit of pressure on Trubisky. And, you know, Trubisky's pretty mobile. That's one thing I'll give him. He's, he's he can he can run pretty good, move around in the pocket pretty well. He just overthrows guys all the time. He's wiry. <laughs> wiry. <laughs> Are you watching the replacements again? No, I don't know why that popped <laughs> in my head. I just it just felt appropriate. Yeah. Man, the Bears the Bears aren't a bad team. It just man, if they could get a good quarterback. And maybe one more wide receiver, I think they'd be set. Because that defense is pretty solid. Uh, Montgomery is a pretty good running back. And yeah. then, um, you know, they got some decent tight ends. Uh, Cole Komet, he's not too bad. Uh, he's still kind of a little young and learning things out. But, uh, man, I can't think of the other. Oh, Tariq Cohen is the other running back they have. But I think he's on IR. He's kind of a little fast guy. But you've Pretty good, um, you know, I guess change of pace guy because Montgomery is more of a bruiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried but, to get Montgomery at one point for fantasy. Yeah, it's, and I think the Bears are going to be looking someplace, someplace else for a quarterback here. They're going to get Stafford and Galladay. Oh, my God, that'd be about right. <laughs> and then they're going to win the... Uh, win the NFC North and then go into the uh, Super Bowl next year. Oh, Calling it right now. <laughs> well, in order for them to get Stafford, the Lions have to trade him. And I just, I wouldn't see the Lions trading Stafford to someone in the NFC North. I'm, so I'm all for trading Stafford, though. It's not, not to a division rival. Um, any takeaways you had from the game? I called it. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I kept saying, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to choke somehow. Well, it's funny because almost quite literally this game, uh, the game fell in their lap. Um, because of Trubisky fumbling the ball. What was it? Was it in the 10? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like it right there. I mean, huge momentum swing right there. Uh, one of the few things like there's maybe a list of three things that you don't want to do when you were in the bear situation. And it's, you know, get sacked and, um, turn over the ball. I don't know. Maybe everybody get injured being number three. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was, you know, Aquara, um, Got a strip sack on third and four was what it was. And the Lions ended up with the ball on the seven-yard line. Yeah. Yeah, and then Adrian Peterson ran in a second touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I mean, if they if they didn't convert that and then they punted it away, it, of course there still would have been a chance and everything, but I don't know that would have happened otherwise. So, but I yeah, like I said... I'm sorry. I think the thing that surprised me more than the strip sag 
was the fact that the Lions were able to stop David Montgomery on a fourth and one. True. That that yeah. never happens. Like easily teams can just run out the clock pretty easily on the Lions. So that's that's the thing where I was like, oh, they're not going to stop him here. And then they did, and it just blew my mind. But <laughs> sorry to cut you off. What do you got? How dare you? Um, no, I was going to say that that's basically it. I mean, I didn't uh, catch the entire game, but yeah, I, I just l- laughed so hard when they wound up scoring after that turnover because I was like, oh my gosh. I co-. Actually, um, I kind of got excited. Not so much that I was like, oh my gosh, the Lions are going to win. I was probably more excited about being right. And <laughs> my wife was just like, oh, what's going on with the Lions? I was like, oh, they're going to win, but I care more about being right than the game. Um, more for me being wrong probably more than you being right uh probably (laughs) so but yeah and then of course the lions are returning to a ford field so they're probably gonna lose but we'll get to that (laughs) yeah we'll get to that uh any more line stuff or i don't think really anything for the recap i guess you know i hope that DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay come back soon. I saw that Galladay is, I think they said he's already ruled out for this next week. Yeah. I believe that's what Adam Schefter said. The only way I think that you would see him back on the field is, wait, how many games they got left? Oh, geez. I don't even... Dude, this is the way 2020's been. Like, I don't even realize, like, what week it is. I know. I totally get it. Week 14, I think. So, what, there's four games left? Counting week 14? Because there's 17 weeks. They're playing Green Bay, then it's Tennessee, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota. Yeah. It's funny because they say Minnesota's the 2021 season because they're playing in January. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, wow, I totally blanked on what I was saying. Oh, the only way I see him coming back is two, two, two scenarios that I see him coming back to play is one, the last game of the season, just as kind of a tip of the hat on saying, hey, this is my last game as a lion, or two, if they make it to the postseason. Yeah. Though that's really it. I don't see anything before that. Man, I'm gonna be so irritated if they don't resign that guy. But is that or, is like it... if they if they decide they're not gonna resign him, and then um, you know, all of a sudden they just uh, like sign somebody else, maybe like I don't know Juju Smith Schuster or something like that. I would be very disappointed because like it just doesn't make sense. You like do... I would much rather have Kenny Galladay than than Smith Schuster. Oh yeah, sure, but you do realize who you're talking about. You're talking <laughs> yeah, about the Lions. True. So yeah. I I understand the disappointment, but at the same time, like it comes as no it will come as no surprise if they do something absolutely stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, they pay Stafford thirty million dollars a year, and he has never won a playoff game. Yeah. Well, how much does Jim Harbaugh get paid for uh, not even making the Big Ten championship? Yes, this is true. So, yeah. So, perfect segue (laughs) into Michigan football? Yeah. All right. Well, as we uh, normally do, uh, just because I I swear, and I probably say this every week, otherwise I would forget, definitely want to um, get the voicemails in before anything else. So fire up those and uh, start with that for Michigan football. All right. What's going on, fellas? Uh, this is uh, Stephen Brown, also known as Illogical. Yeah, that's me, Caleb. Just to let you know. <laughs> it's actually ill and then logical because I'm, I'm, I'm ill at being logical. Like, ill is a, you know, a slang. Black people use it like dope, like cool. So just so you know, that means sick, all right? Like you know, some people say, oh, he's ill now. Black people, we use it different. Anyway, just calling. Michigan didn't play yesterday. 
thank goodness. Because I don't know if I could have taken another week of Joe Milton, especially after some of the rumors I've heard. But, you know, I want to talk about the potential Harbaugh extension. I, I don't know where I sit with this. I'm literally 50-50. On the one hand, the recruits seem to, to, to like him. I know um, Andrew Anthony tweeted, in Harbaugh we trust. Said nothing about Michigan. Nothing about the staff. Said in Harbaugh. So if they get rid of him now, then you run the risk of losing recruits. Um, probably mostly, pro- probably most of them, if not all of them. Although I believe personally that kids commit to the school, you have to understand uh, coaching philosophy, and sometimes you might not be a part of that. So I understand them committing to coaching. On the, the other side, if this is what it takes to get rid of Don Brown, if he leaves to get rid of Don Brown and Jay Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis, I'm all for it. I think he'll sign, like I, I was telling you, I think he's going to sign an extension. But I know for a fact he's been – the, the extension is predicated upon him cleaning house. I know that for a fact. Um, so Brown and Gaddis, I'm, I, they got to go, man. You know, get, I don't, I don't, I don't, I hate it for Gaddis because he just got here, but he just doesn't know what he's doing. He just does For your first OC job, this is, this is what you get. And you can't, you can't blame the players. I mean, uh, the players haven't been put in the best position, but you can't put it all on the players. A lot of it is coaching. And Coach Harbaugh, hopefully he's, he's forced to hire good recruiters, but also good X and O guys. Don Brown, he could have left two years ago. I can't wait for the announcement comes that he's leaving. Now, I still don't – I mean, anything can happen. Coach Harbaugh can change his mind at the last minute and go to the NFL. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Brown's got to go. Whatever whatever needs to happen as far as that needs to happen. Um, so we'll see. I, I wanted to get you all opinion on it and um, just go from there. But we'll, we'll know soon. By the time you all record this and play it, go blue. All right. Thank you, Stephen, for uh, for that information there. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was actually kind of funny because I mentioned to Brandon uh, later on because when you uh, tagged me in that on Twitter, I did not really look at the profile. And then a few days later, I was like, oh, hey, Brandon, by the way, that was Stephen that sent that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I swear and maybe um maybe it's true that you had a different um account name before. So it threw me off and I totally didn't even register it. So but uh normally I would play uh all the voicemails, but I did want to fit the uh fit this in before I forget it. But kind of an interesting thing that I want to pose real quick, Brandon, would you and and we haven't entirely talked specifically what we want to have happen um but would you there i'm giving you two choices and there's only these two choices so no no gray area or anything either after this season um jim harbaugh leaves don brown leaves or Jim Harbaugh stays, Don Brown stays. Like the only way Don Brown is gone is if Jim Harbaugh is gone. Out of those two scenarios, what would your preference be? Um, they both go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have to think about that. I'm ready for him to both go. Okay. I, I couldn't remember, like, because we've kind of talked in general about it and we haven't said, oh, this is absolutely what I want to have happen. I figured as much, but that's kind of like an interesting way to pose it where it's just like, okay, um, if you want Don Brown gone, which is the major um, consensus, then that means that Jim Harbaugh is going to go too. I wonder what the majority of the fan base would say. I, uh, I feel like it would be kind of an interesting reaction. Because there are a lot that are just ready for a complete change. But then there are some who are just mad at Don Brown and so on and so forth. So I wanted to mention that before I forget it. But uh, we got a second voicemail then, uh, which we will play. And then we'll do uh, 
full discussion, Michigan football discussion afterwards. All right, so we're going to go ahead and end here to the two call minimum that you're going to institute. Um, I, I wanted to touch on this earlier. I didn't have a lot of time. You know, I know, I know my first call was about Coach Harbaugh being extended. This is about Joe Milton and the coach of the Michigan locker room. Uh, the the rumor the rumor is it's a strong possibility this was said that when Joe was pulled he was on the sidelines complaining about Benson not playing and saying he's gonna hang fifty on Michigan when he transfers. First of all, Joe, if you listen, you ain't got fifty in you, bro. You know, accepting that on Michigan, what that defense is gonna be, you ain't got that kind of talent. You you were really good in high school. If you listen. Uh, you were a four-star, a low four-star, low four-star, like night, barely a four-star. So let's just keep it thorough. What I also want to touch on is the fact that this happened, and I'm pretty sure some coaches heard it on the sideline. There's some players are reporting it. Now, Jalen Hurts, when he was benched for two or ten below us, you didn't see that. Now, he might have been hurt based on the fact that he had done so much for the program and had been pulled, but... You know, he, he, he's also the reason they didn't beat Clemson the second time. Because they had like nine straight three and outs because he, he, he was just running to the right and, you know, three and out every time, throwing the ball away or whatever. Joe's just not good. But the coaching staff should have nipped that in the bud when they heard about it. This shows, this shows me that either that, the locker room has been toxic for a while, which is why a lot of guys leave early and look good in the pros as opposed to at Michigan. Or maybe the coaches just don't care. But if they heard this, which I believe they did, somebody should have pulled Joe to the side, like, hey, we don't do that here. But you didn't hear that. You don't hear stuff like this at quality championship program. At Clemson, you didn't hear about Kelly Bryant just left. He didn't say anything that I heard about Clemson. Maybe probably he did. But this dude was complaining because Kate McNamara came in and actually knows how to throw competent forward passes to receivers, unlike Joe. And the staff did nothing? And you mad at the staff? When, instead of Joe Milton being mad at, mad at Joe Milton for Joe Milton not being good? Like, I don't get, I don't get why the coaches allowed it. And this is why, why I don't want Harbaugh back. He just allows stuff to happen that shouldn't happen. It's almost like he doesn't care. I get tired of saying the same thing. It's almost like this guy doesn't care. You can't let that happen because it creates a toxic environment. And you, and what happens, what happens if he talks to recruits about the team? When he leaves, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, something's not right, fellas. This this whole environment is not right. All right, Stephen, thanks for the two voicemails. Yeah, um, <laughs> mentioning the uh, two voicemail uh, max rule and everything. Uh, yeah, that was, that was my call. You can, you can blame me for that one. <laughs> um, but I did want to... Say, uh, mention I this is the first time hearing about this. Um, so definitely like knee jerk reaction to everything that Stephen just brought up. Um, that is interesting. Definitely, I, I, I think that has a commonality that we've talked about for years because uh, I talk about the mental aspect, but I mean, that is perfectly intertwined with just the environment as a whole. So, so yeah, something has just appeared off with Michigan, whether it's specifically with Harbaugh and his staff and everything, or if it's something with Michigan as a program as a whole, because there were even some things that were said before uh, Harbaugh was there. You didn't hear it so much. Um, when Hoke was there, but it was more, uh, you did hear quite a bit about with Rich Rod. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it definitely raises the questions with rumors and everything. It's hard to go with. Uh, usually I don't talk too much about rumors just because I mean, like, honestly, even when there are things where there's, um, I don't know, proof slash facts, it's kind of tough because I mean, I've actually been, uh, seen some stuff where it's just like, Oh, you see, you, you see a video clip but then that's like 30 seconds of something that was going on for like 10 minutes. So that's even hard to make a ju uh, judgment call on. But with rumors, I mean, let's just go ahead and say, how would 
react or what would thoughts be if it is true if it is true then that goes into the whole thing that there is definitely a problem i would have to imagine as you said steven too that somebody on staff there are too many people on the sideline that somebody on staff um wouldn't have heard it somebody had to have heard it and so if it's just something that's not dealt with then yeah that's absolutely terrible and if it was something that actually happened i mean that's awful too because i mean i just I don't know. I don't know where that mentality really kind of comes from. I mean, I wasn't um, the greatest athlete or in team sports my entire life and everything, but I just, I mean, even if it's from the simple aspect, um, I thought of this when uh, Steven was describing the whole thing. It's just like sometimes players don't have a good game. Like they just don't, and you need to get them out there to, you know, get them out of their funk or, you know, let somebody take over, even if it's just for one game, you know, I mean, maybe that's what would have happened. You know, maybe Milton was in a funk and uh, he could have worked his way back into it or whatever. I mean, he did have a long streak of things not going well though, but I mean, that happens in sports all the time. That happens in uh, every level of it too. And when players react like that, um, if it's how it went down and everything, I just don't understand what somebody would plan to accomplish with that. It's just like, no good is going to come from that. That's not going to help you get back playing on the field. If anything, it's going to make it worse or it's not going to happen again. So, mm-hmm. um, so contract extension did not really, um, talk, talk on that too long and probably won't spend a ton of time on it, but essentially ward manual, um, it was, I guess you would say confirmed, um, by one of the best Michigan sources, John U. Bacon, that Ward Manual had conversations. Um, I'm hoping I'm remembering all this right because I don't have it in my notes, but he and Jim Harbaugh had conversations about his contract extension, which is normal for like any coach. If they're doing good or bad the year before their final year, it's normal. So just because they're having conversations about a contract extension does not mean that Ward Manuel is trying to get Jim Harbaugh to stay. Yeah. Ward Manuel could be going in there and being like, hey, if we're going to have you stay and get an extension, this is how we're going to do it. Like, we're going to bring down your pay. We're going to make the buyout this amount and things like that. You know, you, you have to talk about those things because everybody needs to know where everybody's at. So that that doesn't need to be taken on like, oh, my gosh, Michigan is going to keep Jim Harbaugh because they're talking about contract extension. No, it could just be talking about maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh asked, hey, Ward, if we do a contract extension, what would it look like? Then Ward comes back and tells him what it looks like. That is that it very well could be the basis of all of this. And people are are freaking out and saying (laughs) that Michigan is going to keep Jim Harbaugh no matter what. Oh, yep. Just the fact that he brought it up and Manuel responded to him technically counts as extension uh, discussion. Yeah. (laughs) So, and there may be more details in there that people have on exactly what they're talking about with it and everything, but I, I don't know. I don't care. And I say that, like, I don't care in these situations and I'm not going to talk a whole lot. I'll bring up a little bit here in the next part, but I won't dwell on it too long because it's mostly about recruiting and we don't really talk about recruiting on here because Craig was our recruiting expert. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't for better or less waste my time with it because that changes so much. Like, there were, I mean, when we used to do player interviews, this was before your time, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. It was good. But there were a couple guys that we interviewed that never, wound, I mean, they were committed to Michigan that never wound up, um, you know, actually going to Michigan. And then there were some that went to Michigan, but then wound up never playing. So you just never know how it's going to go. And I yeah. just don't really waste my time about it. I don't. And then especially with Michigan, um, because this holds true at Michigan way more than anywhere else. Stars don't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could get the best recruits and they suck. You could get the worst recruits and they could do really good. 
So I really don't care because Michigan, more than other places, it's just a crapshoot. It is. So until something is solid, known, and absolute, until letters are signed, until um, you know things of that degree, I don't care. Until like a coach is officially fired or a new coach is officially hired, you know, I'm at this point, you know, they've run me through the loop too many times and I just wait for solid facts. Um, but on that note, another thing about Ward Manual is that it has been said, I don't know if this has been confirmed, but it has been said that he's not going to uh, make a decision or there's not going to be any certainty of anything done until after the Big Ten season is finished. I think they were throwing out the date of like the 21st or something, okay. which is then after the early signing day for recruits. So that I will speak on just briefly. From, and I'll, I'm not, this is not a new opinion. This is out there. This is a, if that's true, that's a really bad idea. Really bad idea, in, uh, in my opinion, because it's just like, if Jim Harbaugh stays, then you're losing, as Stephen brought up to, you know, the, he, he does well with players. He does well with some recruiting and everything. Like, players love to commit to Jim Harbaugh. Um, so if you wait, then you're missing out on that opportunity of locking in those players, which that might be the a small negative from this. The big negative, though, is if Jim Harbaugh leaves and recruits don't find out until after the signing day. That then just looks really bad, whether it's um, Michigan's fault or Jim Harbaugh's fault or both of them. I don't care how you look at it. That just looks really bad. So I, if, if that holds true and that's how it pans out and everything, I just don't think that that is handled well. And that's a personal opinion thing, and it still has not uh, come to pass yet. So that could be completely farce, but I'm not sure. Did you, uh, did you have any input on any of those things yet so far? Or? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, you know, like you said, with uh, the – extension discussions like there are already always so many rumors floated around that's like what do you believe what don't you so i just don't believe anything yeah <laughs> i don't try to look into things i was like i'm a believe it when i see it kind of person yeah, especially the michigan football the lines have trained you for that oh yeah for sure <laughs> uh, i've been scarred for life but you know as far as that goes and you know i regardless i think it's gonna it's not gonna happen soon it's gonna be at the end of the season after bowl season and all that Mm -hmm. so i i don't see that happening soon and and, you know we're just gonna have to play the waiting game uh i wouldn't be surprised if harbaugh came back again like for next year wasn't just like let go um you know we've said in the past too that he you know he has one more year left of his contract doesn't he yeah yeah so I, I could see him going one more year, you know, whether I want to see that or not, but, uh, you know, kind of what, what was Steven was saying, like, um, Don Brown, he just needs to go. He should have been gone a couple of years ago and he somehow he's hung, hung around and it's, you know, maybe Harbaugh just being, you know, trying to keep his guys around being loyal to a fall or whatnot, but it gets to the point where it's like, dude, it's hurting you having a guy that can't get a defense yeah like figured out especially for you know the better teams mm-hmm. um and luckily this year they dodged that Ohio State bullet so I don't have to watch that garbage yeah no kidding and we won't really talk about that um because honestly like what else is there left to talk about i mean everybody said it you know from the extreme of michigan is specifically trying to avoid a butt whooping to, you know, this is a real case of a COVID outbreak at Michigan and they legitimately should not be playing football. Right. Anywhere and everywhere in between. We're not going to be adding new information to there. We've said it, you know, we're not disappointed about 
there not being Michigan football. I mean, from the grand scheme of things, I'm disappointed that there is no Michigan-Ohio State game from the whole rivalry and tradition and things of that aspect. But at the same point, the quality of Michigan football this year has just been, you know, ter- uh, terrible. So it's not a complete disappointment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that kind of – that I mean, there's nothing to talk about last week from before about Michigan football. There's nothing coming up with Michigan football this weekend, so there's really nothing more left to say at this point. Unless, Brandon, you have anything before we get into uh, – you know, previewing the Lions game? No. Good. Okay. All right. So Lions hosting Green Bay. I mean, uh, we'll do the quick preview and then do predictions. All right. So the Lions play the Packers at 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, man, it's Packers. Gotta love the Packers. I say that sarcastically. Uh, of course, you know, they still have Aaron Rodgers, who I kind of wish this guy would just go away. I just <laughs> I just don't like him. And I mean, it comes back to, you know, I didn't like Brett Favre at all either. Yep. I, I think mostly from the standpoint of, especially with Favre back in the day, that you watch a game and all they do is just swoon over the guy. Mm-hmm. Like the commentators and stuff. And, you know, Frank <laughs> Caliendo made mention of it, how much... Uh, John Madden loved Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Uh, which is funny because everybody laughed about that. But I remember like as a kid watching the Lions and Packers and uh, Madden going on and on about Brett Favre. And I remember saying to my dad, I was like, I think John Madden loves Brett Favre. <laughs> and my dad laughed. He's like, yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers a little bit kind of the same way. And it's just he's always got that smug look on his face. And, you know, he'll throw, a, like, a not-so-great pass, and then he just death-stares the guy he threw it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Yeah. Just something about the guy I don't like. Well, he's got um, 3,395 yards and 36 touchdowns, so he's having a pretty good season. Uh, Devontae Adams is number one receiver. He's got 1,029 yards and 13 touchdowns. Um. And he's missed a few games, so that's even more impressive. Uh, Aaron Jones is the leading rusher. He's got 754 yards and uh, seven touchdowns. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that's a difficult name to say. He's got 518 (laughs) yards and four touchdowns, and he always seems to play well against the Lions. Perfect. Um, I guess, you know, defensive side of the ball, they got Zadarius Smith. I, I believe he's leading the team in, in sacks. Um, for whatever reason, I didn't pull those numbers. Uh, I can get him here really quick. Uh, he's got ten and a half sacks. Uh, then a, a, a name that Michigan fans will be familiar with, Rashawn Gary. Mm-hmm. He has got four sacks. Uh, he is second on the team. So, yeah, those are some things to look at. Um, you know, as far as interceptions, Darnell Savage, the safety, he's leading with three. Uh, he's a pretty good player. So he is likely probably going to make the Pro Bowl, which actually Pro Bowl voting is open right now. So you guys are interested in doing that. I'm not sure if any Lions are really worth going to the Pro Bowl. Except for maybe TJ Hawkinson, because I think he's third in the league in receiving Yards for tight ends. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, the two guys ahead of him are Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. So, <laughs> pretty pretty good company there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Lions usually kind of struggle with the Packers. I mean, it is at Ford Field. So, that's a good thing. No, it's always, not. It's not? How no. No. They haven't won at home yet this year. They <laughs> suck at home. I thought you were saying the game wasn't at. Oh, no. You're saying that it's a good thing that it's at four field. I'm just like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, it is at historically, it's good that they're not playing at Lambeau. <laughs> True. It is. Because they always suck at Lambeau. I yeah. think they've won like once since 1991 or something like that. 
Yeah, I think you're right. So that that is a good point. But yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I've got. I mean, don't really know if DeAndre Swift's going to play, but like I said, Kenny Galladay, they already have him as out. So hopefully Swift can play just because I like watching him play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he helps out a lot when Galladay's not there. So if not, it might be the Marvin Jones show again. But yeah, you want to get into score prediction? Sure, absolutely. So excited for it. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, coming as no shocker, the Lions this weekend hosting the Packers are underdogs. (gasps) But it's not by an outrageous amount. Um, But, I mean, that's not too shocking because the Lions love to keep it close but always lose in the end. So the Lions are plus eight against the Packers with an over and an over under a 55. Okay. So Brandon, this is your uh, specialty. I'll let you do your prediction first. Specialty. Um, I think the Lions are going to lose. <laughs> and I think it's going to be Green Bay 31, Lions 20. Oh, I have to mention, too, that in my notes, I still had my score prediction for Ohio State-Michigan. You want to hear what that was going to be? Oh, gosh. Not really, but... (laughs) Michigan 13, Ohio State 56. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I I think the spread's not enough. Oh, man. Um, I... I don't know. I'm kind of torn on whether the Lions will keep this game close. I'm definitely giving giving them an L. Like I, the Lions have just been notorious for not wanting to win at home for whatever stupid reason that is. And of course, this is Green Bay. Um, but I'm gonna put down a final score for this game of Lions 17, Packers 34. All right. So. And I did not do, I totally forgot to do it before the show started. I did not do our numbers. So I have no idea who's leading, but we were tied last week. So um, I'm pretty sure you are because I remember my lock of the week was the worst of all time. It was? This yeah. Time? I thought that was last week. No, oh. The one I picked last week is remember I picked the Chargers to beat the Patriots? Yeah. And the Patriots won 45 to nothing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you had two really bad ones. Yeah, but I this did. This one was worse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So probably, but we'll see. I'll do the math. We'll talk about it next time. Uh, we do have our locks though for this week, so maybe you'll have a better time. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> uh, my lock of the week is uh, the New Orleans Saints are a seven-point favorite on the Eagles, and I think they're going to cover that because the Eagles are going to be starting um, Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. And the Eagles, do they suck. They do suck. Yeah. And I have Hurts as a backup, backup QB. Yeah. You know, he didn't play too bad last week, but, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback getting his first, like, real start, and mm-hmm. it's against the Saints, who were 10-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is hurt, but they've kind of shown that they really don't need him because um, Taysom Hill's played pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the Saints are going to beat the Eagles by more than seven. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, well, mine's a little bit tricky in the Big Ten because two games have been canceled and then one game I think is even. And, of course, it's 2020, so everything is an absolute mess. But Wisconsin is going to Iowa. While this is not a night game, I feel like Iowa has been a more consistent team this year. So I am going to... uh, Wisconsin is only favored by one point. So I'm going to say that Wisconsin does not cover 
the spread against Iowa. Okay. That is my lock for this week. And that brings us to the last segment of the show with questions of the week. Uh, Brandon, I'll let you go first because mine might uh, take a little bit longer. So, <laughs> All right. Um, mine's pretty straightforward. Uh, will Devontae Adams get over 100 yards receiving versus the Lions? And I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think that's fair, and I'm going to go with the same yes. So, I mean, it's the Packers and the Lions. It's so Velda Scantling will probably be the guy that blows up. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, our luck, go figure. Yep. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I, not so much that this is going to get drawn out or anything, but I just kind of feel like it's it's a good one to end on. Maybe would be the good one. Uh, I don't know if we'll get that much traction on this uh, topic on social media or not, but it's a fair question, and um, you know, just people's thoughts and everything. But will Jim Harbaugh be Michigan's head coach in twenty twenty one? So. I am going to go with no. I'm going to say yes. Ooh. Controversy. Also, we're playing the long game with this one. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to we're not going to know this one next week. Right. But I feel like it's a it's a good question, you know. That's uh it's kind of the topic that's going on. I mean, there's no Michigan football this weekend, so people are going to want to talk about something, so maybe this will be this will be that. Watch um, Jim Harbaugh get fired and then Jay Harbaugh will take his spot. And then then Steven will jump off a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew that there had to be something coming with Steven since you mentioned Jay Harbaugh. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, we'll end on on that uh, cliffhanger question. Will Jim Harbaugh be Michigan's head coach in 2021? No, you you heard it here. This is where all the happenings occur for you know Michigan and Lions football. You need to be tuning happenings. in. All the happenings happen on the happening Michigan podcast, uh, Michigan and Lions podcast. But uh, yeah, we will finish with that. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope that you are still able to somehow enjoy sports this weekend, even with how crappy they are. Yeah. And on that note, we will finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue?